Welcome to Liberty's Live. I'm Jamie. And I'm Nancy. And, and we, we are, are the globalist's worst nightmare. We're homeschooling Christian mothers, and we are doing our part to build the kingdom of God on the earth by bringing liberty and responsibility home. We're so glad you're here. Hello, Nancy. Hey, good morning, Jamie. How are you doing today? Hey, good. Except the smoke is oppressive. If you live in the West, there's smoke everywhere. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, you can't see the sky. It feels really doomsday-ish right now. <laughs> uh, it goes perfectly with our topic today. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Let's talk about what's going on. So if you know Nancy and I know that we're passionate about health freedom and that's a big part of our advocacy work. We spent a lot of time lobbying legislators and random health department people and anyone else who we can talk to about how everybody should be able to have access to their natural human rights to be left alone with regards to their medical decisions. And um, obviously in the last two years that has become increasingly <laughs> the the forefront of everybody's minds. Health freedom is the issue uh, because the battle is over whether or not your body really belongs to you and not in some weird sense where people are trying to justify killing babies, but like truly your body. <laughs> Do you, are, are you a germ? Do you deserve to, uh, you know, be controlled and eliminated and managed uh, down to every, to, to the level of your cells? <laughs> Or is it okay to be a human? <laughs> <laughs> right. And it really uh, calls, it's a, it's a religious question, right? Like, yes, it's a political question, but it's a religious question. And for people who believe that we were created in the image of God, you can't have it both ways. You can't have it be that we, we were created in the image of God, but we're also um, scum that that can be controlled by higher up scum because they know better no we have been given our bodies as a gift from god and our agency to choose what we do as a gift from him too and i can't think of two greater gifts that he's given us outside of the atonement of jesus christ which redeems our bodies and our choices <laughs> i'm just I can't stop thinking about these people who believe differently, you know, in the handful of conversations I've had with people about these issues surrounding um, our medical freedom. I just want to speak to them because like they really believe the things that they're being told. They, you know, we have totally different narratives that we're seeing. And so something I've been thinking about a lot is that even though I think that they're operating on false principles, um, or a false understanding of what's true um, regarding, you know, fundamentally how we take care of our bodies and what actually works. <laughs> That's one of the big disagreements. Um, but they're perverting a principle that is true, which is that uh, we don't have the right to inflict violence upon anybody else, you know, or, or harm people through the exercise of our, our rights. And so that's something that people are like, well, then you're being violent if you don't wear a mask or you're being violent if you don't get vaccinated. It's like, well, no, but you're saying I have to do something to serve your needs. And that isn't, that isn't what qualifies as a natural human right. 
A natural human right is anything all people can simultaneously claim without forcing someone else to serve their needs. And um, no one has a right to force you to inject something in your body. Yeah, or, or to say that your existence is a threat to their existence. That's the uh, depopulation's mantra is that, you know, the earth will be better without you on it. That's, that's murder. That's murderous thoughts. That's, uh, or the way that your body is, has naturally functioned as a human for your whole life before any of the propaganda started or before, you know, through all history of time, all the history of, of human experience. It's like, now we know better. It's like, really, you really know better. We're so the hubris is incredibly amazing to watch is like, wow. Wow. Well, yeah. The, um, thinking that we know better thing has gotten us into more scrapes than, <laughs> than ever throughout history. Oh, we know better now. You know, we're, we're so much more enlightened now. We don't do this thing or that thing or no, we're just the same old people subject to, you know, vanity and frailty and foolishness and uh, pride. Yeah. And yeah, we basically, I just want everyone to become way more libertarian than they ever have been. Don't hurt people and don't take their stuff. Leave them alone. Just leave me alone. That's all I want in my life is be left alone, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I was reading... Um, well, this was interesting. I had a conversation about truancy laws this weekend. And um, the, the person talking about truancy laws was really upset that truancy laws had changed where she lived and that this, the, um, now she was like, now there's no you know, punishment if that kid gets, doesn't go to school. And I was like, hold up we need to punish children for not going to something that they don't see as valuable yeah they they should i'm hiring these people to um to educate my children and they should notify me if my child doesn't show up and i was like okay hold up notifying you if your kid doesn't come to school is a very different thing yes. from throwing you and them in jail if they don't come to school right right a notification helps communication. That's a, that's a great, I think, you know, Hey, you didn't come to school. You may not have known that now you do now it's, it's, it's the respectful stewardship passing of, Hey, the ball's still in your court, mom or dad, instead of the truancy law, which says ball's always been in our court. We own your child. We own their body. We own their time and their brain. And if they don't show up and do the programming we have scheduled for them, they don't <laughs> the programming we have scheduled but it's the truth it is and um and, and it's it was, so subtle let's point this out because people are going to be offended by this you know there are going to be people who are listening to this who are not going to understand this so let's talk about that when we say the programming we have scheduled okay you don't even recognize the programming because it's woven into the very structure of how these kids are educated i went to public school you sit down in a chair that's facing the front of the room and you answer and regurgitate the questions to the teacher that she asks or he asks you that they want you to know to to regurgitate answers for a test that isn't learning 
know. And beyond that, I mean, we may have had experiences and I know I did. I, I had a couple of classes and a couple of teachers where I could tell they were not as scripted, so to speak, as some other classes. And I really do remember those classes and remember learning something. Um, fast forward 20 years, I, I talked with one of my friends who uh, was early in her elementary education career, just in the last you know seven years. And she said, oh no, there's a script that we're supposed to read. Oh my gosh. It is actual theater the person standing in front of your children is an, an actor delivering lines from some play playwright far away. <laughs> like it, it's scripted. This is what I say. This is what the children should say next. It's they're all engaged in a, in a type of theater and um, it's, it does not teach children how to think it teaches them what to think. And it teaches them that they're, they should be emotionally dependent on that teacher or the principal, they should be intellectually dependent on that teacher or that principal. It says you cannot learn anything unless I am telling you it. Um, and it and it punishes any any sense of and and we say deviant like it's a bad thing. Um, <laughs> it punishes any sort of difference between people. Right. It hyper focuses on difference and it tries to rule and regulate those out mostly for classroom management purposes, right? Like you can't have, it's difficult to manage a room full of 25 people if they're all doing something different. Right, right? and if there's one, there's one adult in the classroom. I mean, we know that, right, Nancy? We're starting our own commonwealth. Yes, yes. yes. Um, and, and so, so we've got provide, lots of kids to manage. And, and if you think of it as I have to manage these kids, then yeah, you better get them all quickly into line and doing one thing and uh, afraid to step out of the line because then it will make it easier for you. Right. Like what are, what are your tools really? Um, if you're a person who decides that they need to manage other people, your tools are bribery. You will get a star. You will get a sticker. You will get a party. You will get a good grade. You will get a job. You'll, you know, great. Yeah or threats, right? If, if management is the goal, then you're you have gonna be a bad kid and you're gonna have to spend more time in detention, which is basically the same thing as all the other class. <laughs> I mean, why are we talking about this? This is relevant because you can see how this system has taught us how to respond to authority. And when you say, hey, something doesn't work right here. This isn't, it's like the system's like, nope, this is just a system. You're not allowed to give feedback. We're not an intelligent system that responds to feedback. Like we, you know, that is, that is true learning right there. Is there feedback involved? Like where you can actually change things up or is this, there's nothing getting past this bureaucratic wall. And that's exactly what we have going on right now. All around the world, we're seeing this bureaucratic wall uh, just thickening up everywhere. And um, we're seeing an increase in, uh, talk about vaccine passports about not being able to go buy groceries or to be in public in basically any setting um unless you're vaccinated in france that is the case they everything this is also another danger of statism when you give control to the state over every aspect of functioning as a human 
like food and medicine and healthcare and schooling and jobs. If the state employs everyone, the state can unemploy everyone instantly. Right. And that's what's happened. If you, you know, all of the healthcare workers who, who knew darn well after taking care of COVID patients for a year and a half, um, that both that they could either that, that it was treatable or that this person had interacted with COVID patients over and over and over again, and turns out being near someone who's ill wasn't enough to make them ill, or they didn't die just by touching COVID people, right? Like this wasn't a, it's not like, it's not like you touch fire and you get burned. Like you interact with people who have viruses on them and in them and bacteria and pathogens. It's not like a death sentence to interact with people. Anyway, these same people now have the, you know, own, they only have one choice, right? The, the choice is you do what we say or you don't have a job anymore. Right. And they're, so, they're threatening us with that, right? They're like, you, they're doing it in every aspect of our lives. It's like, you have this job, get the job, or you're going to uh, be fired. Get yeah, the, no job, no job. Mask up your little children or vaccinate your children. I think that's coming soon. I think they're going to start approving that for younger kids. I just, by the way, I just saw that the FDA approved the first pill form of a blood thinner for children. <laughs> I'm laughing, but it's like so horribly, it's a nightmare. Why are they? Oh, that's so great that they, they just approved that drug when everybody's having blood clots. It's a clot shot. That's what everyone's Yeah, called. let's, let's <laughs> connect the dots there. This, this, these injections have caused lots of blood clots sudden death from blood clots in the brain, you know, blood clots all over the body for really young people, old people, all the ages of the people, but especially in young people. I've seen several news stories about that. And uh, how perfect to uh, pass that, uh, give FDA approval to that drug right at the same time that they're getting really close to to approving this for children. And you know, those ACIP meetings they're ridiculous. They're just going to bring this vaccine and then they'll talk about a couple of signals that this thing is horrible and that we shouldn't do it. And then everyone will pass it unanimously. (laughs) ACIP is the advisory committee on immunization practices and there's public comment. And just at the, the, one of the most recent ones, apparently they happened to pick Stanley Plotkin to get public comment by random lottery. Stanley Plotkin, who. What a creeper. Yeah, Creeper, godfather of many of these modern vaccines. His name is perfect. <laughs> like he made these vaccines and under deposition, under under oath, <laughs> he revealed that yes, they tested the, the vaccines that he created. Like we're talking childhood vaccines, guys. The ones that they routinely, regularly, without blinking, inject into our babies all over the world, but especially in the United States. Um, he created these vaccines. He tested them on mentally handicapped people. He tested them on imprisoned people. He tested them on orphans. He tested them on colonized people. This is is fascism right in front of our faces. Why don't we say this? It's like some people are worth more than others. You know, so some people have more social potential than others. And I mean, I can understand when you see some of the breakdown of the family and how people are really wounded from a very young age because of difficult circumstances. Yeah, we have an epidemic of people who have been raised in difficult circumstances. And I'm not gonna undermine, you know, what what mountains we're, we're up against. But like, 
at the same time, it still doesn't mean that one person means more than another person just because they have more social, you know, they can go up the social ladder a little bit higher or whatever. It's like, no. Yeah, and I think that's, that's, one of the, that's one of the bedrock principles that we're acting on is that, yes, we are created in the image of God and we're created equally in the image of God. That I don't, I'm not better than you because I happen to be, you know, have two parents instead of one that I happen to be able to get a college education. It doesn't make me better than someone else, nor entitle me to own them. Right. We're talking about slavery here. It is slavery. It's all a form of slavery, but it's uh, in a slightly different flavor. We have an uh, aristocratic class that is at the top. I just watched this fascinating video where it broke down all the different companies that own everything. And it's like two, all the investments in the world of all of the businesses are basically owned by two groups, Vanguard and Blue Rock, I think were the two. Um, and it was like, people are like, I, I see this sometimes people will say, I, I see consistent news across the spectrum. Like this, this is true. This is what's true. It's, it's like, yeah, except for the pharmaceutical industry owns 90% of everything. You know what I mean? Like it's all the same businesses. They're all the same people that are woven. They control the majority of media. They're censoring our communication there um, as they're getting more and more sophisticated about being able to do that. I think that's hard. You know, when you have billions of people and like, like millions are saying something's wrong, pay attention. And if you just allow yourself to see the glitch in the matrix, sometimes, I mean, really you walk into a restaurant, you have a mask on for two seconds and then you can take it off because you're suddenly safe because you're sitting down on it. Like how many ways have we compromised on what is rational and what, you know, is obviously inconsistent advice. If it's really that dangerous, why the heck would you gather with other people in a restaurant to sit down? It's just about grooming us. It's a grooming process for their pedophilic uh, attempts to stick themselves inside of us. It's disgusting. It's a rape. I hate it. Amen. I hate it too. Say no. We can do this, guys. We can We can say no. We can say no in the subtle ways. We can say no in the big ways. And that's going to take some preparation. And that's probably a little scary if you haven't been doing some preparation in advance. Um, but it's not too late. It's not too late to prepare, to get ready, to, to consider that your life could be very different from the way that it is right now and take steps to free yourself and your family. Yeah. And so this really comes down to, you know, storing extra food. This comes down to, by the way, I saw that Facebook is starting to censor information about people who are storing food. It's like, do you, do you know someone who's really extreme about prepping? It's like, what? Like, I can the pears from the tree in my backyard and this makes me an extreme prepper? Can it does. Garden vegetables? You know why it makes you extreme? It's you're so extreme to think that you could grow your own food, store it and eat it when you choose that's extreme instead of eating what they give you in the cafeteria because that's what they're serving today right it takes the power away when you know how to grow your own food when you have a community connection to the local farmers in your area and actually have a relationship with them like they will provide for you when you know how to educate your own children and yourself 
And when you know how to um, make a living for yourself, that isn't going to be subject to their threats to stick their little needles in you, uh, that, that you're a terrorist now. <laughs> Do you see how this is so backwards, the way that they label people? Oh, yeah. Well, and what's crazy, too, is that, you know, anyone who's my husband's job, he works with people who, by and large, probably don't care too much about COVID. They're, you know, like they have varying levels of, you know, fear, varying levels of believing the narrative, but the majority of them said, okay, yeah, I'll get that shot so I can stop wearing a mask. Cause they thought that would make it go away. They yeah. really believed that it would be the end of it. And now that the masks are back in Nevada, everyone is equally subjected to the mask tyranny again, instead of just this phony discriminatory, you know, let's categorize people because that's what public school did categorize us. Oh, you're the dumb kids. You go to this class. You're the smart kids. You go to that class. You're the special ed kids. You go to this class, categorize, sort, divide. Um, I have compassion on those people too, who are just like, please, I just want this to be over. I do too. I want I, it to be over too. We all want the same thing. Giving in for to, this to tyranny. Be giving in to tyranny doesn't make tyranny go away. No, it just allows it to grow. It allows you to be the soil for their tyrannical plans to come forth without restriction. And the reason that the people talked about, you know, the our founding fathers talked about how this has to be a moral people if we're going to have constitutional rights. That means you have to understand where tyranny is showing up what that looks like and how to say no to it and if you have an educated group of people who say hey i know what you're doing here that i'm not going to participate this is the king of england story again it's the same thing it's the same story it's the hey i know better than you because you need to worship my god well i don't worship your god and i don't see the world like that and but this is something that i've been thinking about they didn't like try to go bomb up the king and say you're not allowed to believe that they left and they said, we're going to, we're going to create something that's different. I've really been thinking about this idea that they left, but then they had to fight. No, they're, they're coming retired. back. They did have to fight. Okay. That's true. They had they to did have to fight, they but they sent their sons and their fathers and stop growing food. And the mothers had to be at home taking care of everybody in their smallpoxes and their, you know, vinegaring the floor. Uh, Abigail Adams cared for how many sick people and, and neighbors and servants and all of these people. And she's, you wrote to John, I'm constantly vinegaring the floor. Like, Oh, dis that was their disinfectant. It's my disinfectant too. You know, like they they were, it was, it was a massive sacrifice on both fronts, both the home front and the war front to make that happen. Yes, they had to leave, but they, but that was just the beginning. The leaving was the beginning. The fighting happened to ratify it. Isn't that sad, guys? It's true. Yeah, I don't want to fight. I want to I want to convince people through uh, you know, long suffering and persuasion and and just compelling reason, but what we're not dealing with here is a rational conversation. We're not dealing with this the, they have so well managed the media in order to harness the power of story and culture to facilitate what they want to. And you don't even see it. It's woven into the way that your children are not allowed to go at, at will during the school day or to move around their classroom at will. It's, it's woven into, um, where else do we see this in society, Nancy? 
Well, we just know that like all of the insurance, all the health stuff, it's, it feels, you know, your food, all of the things that would, I, I heard still independent are all managed. Yes. And it's like, this is a threat. If I lose this, I don't know what I'll do. And they are banking on you really believing that. I saw several stories just in the last few weeks of people that I, I wouldn't say that I know them, know them, but I'm close enough to be on a chat with them. How's that? Um, and this woman has COVID and went to the doctor and she said, what can you do for me? And he said, there's nothing I can do for you. And so she went back home. Like this doctor had no sense of what tools were available, what treatments were available, <clears throat> what might work nutritionally, nothing. He said, I can't do anything for you, go home. And then another woman who went to the hospital and didn't want to be intubated and didn't want <clears throat> the kinds of treatments that they were providing and, you know, asked for something else. And they said, we can't do that. Go home. Like you're being denied treatment unless you do it their way. That is not healthcare. That's religion. I need to find the link and hopefully I can post it in the comments below, but, um, I was watching and false religion too. May oh, I be clear? Absolutely. A false religion. Your religion doesn't say my way or the highway. Jesus is the way and he invites all to come unto him. He denies them not. He says it like it is, but it's an invitation yeah. to participate if you want to. It's not a it's not a threat. Um do this or else. You know, but you know some people who are really uh don't have gone to atheist route are going to say, "Yes, you are being threatened though with, you know, spiritual manipulation and stuff like that." It's like, well, there is definitely spiritual manipulation is a thing, but Right. But, but the reality is that nobody else has anything to offer you, but Jesus, that's not manipulation. That's just the way it is. He doesn't have, amen. He's not the monopoly. He's just God. And he's, <laughs> he loves you. Like there's a difference between people who are like, <clears throat> um, well, there's no food to be gotten if you don't get it from these grocery stores versus Jesus who has everything and, and more to give you and wants to give it to you. If you just come to him. Like, there, you know, he's not, um, him, he's the keeper at the gate, but he wants to let you in. <laughs> There's the difference. He's like, how can we work this out? Come on up. Yeah. Come, let us, <laughs> let us reason together. Let us reason together. Let's make this happen. I took care of your sins so you can come and feast. Come, feast. <laughs> yeah, and that's the, the saving grace throughout all of this is um, I just keep thinking of the beautiful day when Jesus comes again and when we have societies who are ready to welcome him to the earth that's at least in our religious tradition that's how we see this um our view of the rapture is a little different than um some christians some christians believe that like the tribulations will come and then everyone will get lifted up to heaven who is righteous you know you see these videos like left behind where, like people are just lifted up they're gone and everyone else has to deal with the crap that comes we don't necessarily have that same view, but there are scriptures that talk about in Isaiah how a remnant will be preserved and how a covenant promise of, you know, really sticking close to God allows you to have some protection in the wilderness during the time of the tribulations. And so I don't know exactly what that looks like. I used to think that that meant we literally gathered to the mountains in like camps. <laughs> I'm ready for that. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. But I think it might be more of a, a wild living amongst everybody. I don't know. We will see. 
I will see how this works out. The scriptures say an entire separation, but we'll, we'll see what this, how this works. Cause I, I, I feel an entire separation coming. It's more and more. It's like, yeah, we're living parallel lives, totally different uh, channels of communication, totally different kinds of people that we interact with and stories that we're telling totally different networks of interaction that, that just don't even intersect anymore. It's great. Well, and it reminds me of pre-Civil War. Every state was doing their own thing when it came to slavery. Every state now is doing their own thing when it comes to masks and mandates of vaccines. And that, for a, for a United States of America, we know, was not sustainable when it came to slavery because it caused too much warfare as it was. You know, they said, okay, well, we'll open up Kansas as a state. And we'll let the people decide, you know, this great sort of democratic principle, right? We'll let the people decide whether to do something evil or to do something not evil, right? Like if when we've lost our moral compass and we can't see that, no, it's always wrong to enslave people. And so we're not going to expand that. I know, right? Like, and that's, that's the real danger of bureaucracy I see is that it, it doesn't, have to answer to morality bureaucracy never has to answer to morality it just has to like it doesn't even have to answer to the people (laughs) expands itself forever it's like a giant tumor yeah and it never has to say oh is this right it just has to say this is my job (laughs) this is my job yeah i'm just doing my job not i'm just doing what's right i'm just doing my job i'm a cop what somebody else told me to do or else I won't get paid, which is what they want to, to make you into someone who just does what you're told, or you don't get education, uh, medical care, a job, food, etc. You'll be socially shamed. Yeah. For being and, and isn't that the ultimate lie too, right? Like submit to me and you'll have everything you need. That's a perversion of what Christ offers. Christ really does offer everything you need if you submit to him and his way is guess what easy his burden is light <laughs> um, to him of, he's yeah the only instead one. of uh, the the way that is heavy and the burden is enormous right and but you can see people it's like they don't even recognize that they're doing this it's like well it's not that hard to wear a mask it's not a big thing to be given a shot it's like hell yes it is you're asking me to compromise on my conscience every time i can see through this crap and to cover up my face, the face that God gave me, and limit my breath that he gave me, and to hold a different view than I do about the way the bodies work. I've talked about this before, like how germ theory and terrain theory, you know, if have we talked about this in here before? Maybe a little bit, but fundamentally, um, I, I think it is a violation of the principles that are taught in the scriptures to believe germ theory is correct i don't think that's the that's not the level of the sphere of management where we're going i'm going to say it that way there's a higher higher are level there germs yes there are germs can germs be contributors to disease yes is that the end of the story no, <laughs> no. well and honestly so there's these two dudes Bashamp and Pasteur and Pasteur plagiarized some of the concepts that are in terrain theory in, in germ theory. And those are the concepts that are true. And that is the idea. And so 
you know, people will say, oh, well, this virus made me sick. Well, not really. You have a body that has a certain tolerance for being able to process pathogens and toxicity. And it, once it gets full to the top, then when it's spilling out and it's, and it's, uh, it spills out in the expression of disease, right? Of seeing a physical problem going on in your body. But the truth is you're always being exposed to viruses. You're always being exposed to, well, and there's a whole discussion on viruses, but not today. And there's, you know, you're always being exposed to pathogens. So cleanliness, at least to a baseline, helps keep things down to a lower level. That's actually terrain theory. That is not a germ theory tenant. Well, and I think, you know, this is where public health has, has veered off of any sort of, like, I, I ponder this a lot. I was like, is there such a thing as public health? or is there just aggregate health? Are they talking about aggregate health of the individual? In which case there is no public health, just like there's no collective, all of us, like we're individual children of God, mm -hmm. right? But, um, and we experience health as an individual, but are there ways in which we experience health as a people, like collectively? And I think the only way that you could say that could be true is when it comes to sanitation. Oh yeah. Sanitation, hands down, best thing that happened for anybody's health. Like clean water, move the, move the poop in one direction and the, you know, the clean water in another direction, like separating out waste from input and, um, having clean water, non-poisoned food would be wonderful to eat, you know, like let's not spray it with poison and, and wipe it with our waxes and other creepy little things yeah shiny that, those would be those would be legitimate public health measures gas legitimate your food. public health measures are to make it criminal to dump toxic waste into the water and call it a benefit that's a legitimate public health concern that <laughs> hey the water we all drink needs to be clean from poison from toxins and from uh you know, separated from our sanitation efforts. That's a legitimate public health concern because we all drink water. It is. Although I will even say that the ways that we approach this are still damaging to our health. To have chlorinated water is not uh, healthy. And there are better natural ways of treating water. Really in an ideal world, I would love to see that everybody is harvesting water on their own roofs and able to store it on their property and have gray water systems. That would be a much cleaner uh, system with water instead of having to pollute our water with, um, with harmful chemicals like chlorine, which when you look at, you know, some researchers work like Masanobu, not, not, uh, what's his name? Who's the dude who does uh, hidden messages in water? Masaru Umoto. He took pictures, he found a way to freeze water and take pictures of the crystals and um, under a microscope. So you can see the structure of water. And he saw water that was um, chlorinated, like tap water that was chlorinated and microwaved water. They could not hold a structure. They're, they are, there's no structure to the water. But you could see water from like these fresh lakes and streams and different places around in the world and also water that was spoken to with like love and these kind words would hold a nice beautiful structure you'd play certain kinds of music get some classical music up in there he you know shows different pictures the water would hold a beautiful structure and then when you start getting into the rock and the heavy metal and you start getting into uh hateful words and the chlorine 
and the microwaving of the water. The water is looks like a gunshot wound went through it. And then we're drinking that and we're 70% water. What do you think is going to happen? The whole structure of our water. Yeah. So sanitation is important. Yes. However, we have taken it so far the other direction that it because is out of, of order. So it's still it's still rooted in a germ theory application of we've got to kill everything, a warfare, basically. Hyper sanitization, hyper. Which is warfare rather than washing your hands. Like I don't feel like I'm I'm murdering germs if I wash them off my hands, but I am murdering them if I take antibiotics or um right. things that would, resistance. Yeah. Just the fact that we have antibiotic resistance should be the big clue to everybody that hey doctors and scientists who proclaim this thing to be the best thing ever and the, the new cure we can say thank you very much and also not um have to do that that one thing it's like hitting the same note over and over and over again people are going to get tired of that note yeah they are um anyway I think so, that they, what do we do, Nancy, with these passports starting up? Do you know they're going to spread around everywhere? I saw in Australia they're starting to take some kids from parents who aren't being vaccinated in LA. I saw that they were trying to pass. I think that they were hearing about that yesterday. They were going to hear about it on Monday, and then I didn't hear what happened. But they were trying to do a vaccine passport where you couldn't even go grocery shopping unless you were, could pr show proof of vaccination. Um, in Las Vegas, they had a meeting yesterday. Well, I think Tuesday night is like the school board meeting night for Clark County, Washoe County, all the counties in Nevada. Um, so they're discussing vaccine mandates. Last week in Nevada, they mandated that uh, all college students in the state of Nevada must get this vaccine um, or they can't, you know, attend college, despite the majority of public comment being against this all the bureaucracies cl clamored for it. So they got it in Utah. They're coming out with a uh, digital passport, a digital ID. Um, and they don't mention anywhere in their, you know, hailing of how great this is going to be to have some secure data encrypted. I'm like, I'm sorry, since when did the government ever get the whole data thing right? Ever? Never, 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 never. Um, but they want to, they're like, you get to show what I, what information you share with someone. If they just need to know how old you are to buy alcohol. And I'm like, what a joke. Number one in Utah, you can't buy alcohol except at specific stores. So it's not like every, you know, grocery store or convenience store sells liquor and you can just buy it with your ID right there. You have to go to a specific, <laughs> anyway, it was absurd, but I think all of that is you know, groundwork for vaccine passports. And oh, that's, really that's what their whole goal is. I was listening to the radio the other day and it was, I was flipping through and then I heard on NPR, I think was the station. And they were all talking about, they had two um, articles back to back. And one of the segments talked about how, you know, there's a lot of people who are getting Bitcoin and these other digital currencies and it's not regulated. We don't know where that's going and then like the very next <laughs> segment was about how you know public health is kind of trendy right now but we're going to continue to need um funding so that we can find those people who are not vaccinated so we can help them I'm like what the freak you people are creepy 
Well, and, and it's all, it's all still like, yes, it's totally based in control, but people who don't see it as a control measure. We have to always come back to compassion because that we, we are seeing different things here. Let's we are seeing each other what we're seeing. <laughs> well, and, and these people who see it as, oh no, you know, like that's, that's one way to talk about it. Oh, we have to make sure we get the vaccine to people who don't have it because they need it. That's a totally different kind of way of talking about it than the, you have to, everyone has to get it or it won't work. Like we're, we're going to hunt down all the people who aren't vaccinated, find their addresses and send little vaccine missionaries to their door to inject them. I mean, creepy. And pair that with the fact that like we've talked about, doctors are not allowed to treat this. We have seen every effort to be able to treat this be thwarted. Why? Because this is a vaccine agenda and they're making billions of dollars selling these vaccines to the whole world. Not only that, and they're going to make bank off of all of the health issues that arise from this. Because yeah, the, yeah, the buddy the who just got his blood clot, you know, uh, formula approved for children. That's a whole, that's opening up a market for them. You, yes. It's a market. It's like, this is the freebie. Come get your little freebie. This is your, your lead magnet. <laughs> We've created a culture and propaganda around you taking this lead magnet and we get to have customers who are more controlled and more submissive for life. The, the whole system is collapsing. So, so what are you going to do? Are you going to receive this vaccine or are you going to get a backbone and say, I can do something about this. I know that whatever your situation is, you can find a way to resist. You can find a pathway to say no, to stick it to the man, to take care of your family. It's time to get out of the system. Um, when you were talking about the water, that brought to mind uh, a Martin Luther King Jr. quote where he's like, you know, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And so it just makes me think, okay, I am responsible for what words I send out into the world. I am responsible for the thoughts that I'm thinking. I'm responsible for the love that I give and share. And you know what I did yesterday? I read Hans Christian Andersen's story to my little girls. And I'm like, this is what I can do. Yes. We're going to read stories about flowers having a ball at the garden at night when you can't see them. And then when they, when they're so tired from dancing all night, these little flowers, you put them in a box and bury them in your backyard and they'll come to life again next spring. And so just, you know, read some fairy tales, read something del delightful and beautiful, look at some beautiful art, read a beautiful poem, um, sing songs with your children and your family sing a ton more than you sing i think singing is a good way to drive away <sighs> drive the shadows away sing your way home my mom would sing and i don't even know where this song came from you know but she she would sing this song to us on our way home from places and one of the lines is drive the shadows away so sing let's sing beautiful songs let's sing the song of redeeming love let's sing um happiness and and goodness into the world and we can create a sphere around ourselves of beauty and goodness and light that um come what may we will love it <laughs> well and i mean the scriptures one of the scriptures uh from our canon 
it says that, you know, the prayer of the righteous is a song unto me. It's a prayer to God to sing. And isn't it interesting that they've been trying to silence our singing and, you know, cause like you're a germ. It's like, don't worship this. Like, this is Satan. <laughs> so I can see it so clearly. Yes. And I, it's not that people who believe this stuff are Satan, but it's just satanic in the very nature of how it's being rolled out. But, you know, people have a right to worship Satan if they want to. That's right. So, if you choose him for your father, you won't get anything good, but you can choose that. <laughs> well, and we, we could be, you know, we need to be careful about how we're choosing to worship as well. Cause I've been noticing this is, you know, we were fighting against uh, the warlike stance in germ theory. It's also very easy to want to feel like you're fighting a war against everybody else. Cause you are trying to limit my beliefs and my, my, my rights, you know, which is true. Well, you start to are. feel like a rat in a cage. It's, oh, we're being, we're being cornered. However, to live a higher way, we have to say, okay, you can do your system that way. I'm leaving. And that's, that's where this comes down to. I mean, I, I think we're beyond the point of being able to stay and fix it. <laughs> I, I, we've tried so many discussions and there's a wall, there's no getting through to people. Well, like these, like you just the, the optics of the school board meetings, there's literal walls up in the front of their faces and to each side. They seeing, see not. They hearing, hear not. They sit there behind their little boxes, afraid their vaccine won't work unless they cover their faces and put a box around themselves. So sad. Like what kind of miracle drug is this vaccine that doesn't work unless you also cover your face and keep a box around yourself? Oh, and that keeps adding on boosters? <laughs> and that you have to get forever and forever, forever. Yeah, that's, that's death support, not life support. Death support. That's right. No, they're just, they're milking us like cows until our death. How long can they milk us? Yeah. Say no. Nope. Say no. Please do. Please come join us. Please Please start something in your community that empowers people to have options as they're dwindling the options before us. Like you don't have to participate, but you can't just sit around also and just think that this stuff is going to come easily to you. It's going to require sacrifice. It's going to require really stepping up to the plate and getting clear. Okay. It's time to become an entrepreneur. It's time to set aside some food. It's time to learn how to get a garden going. It's time to make friends with your farmers. It's time to find people who love God and worship him similarly to you and to gather together in friendship and community and, and really from a voluntary place of like, we love each other. We serve each other. We're going to get together and, and sing together. Like, yes, that's where we're at live seek the beauty see the beauty notice it enjoy it um we can do this we can do this and god will help us um by the way i'll put this in the notes i have some i have a beautiful document nancy made it look so gorgeous it's the best um <laughs> a beautiful book that has tons of information helpful resources on preparedness and because that's been a passion of mine for many years and so I'll put that in the link below so you can uh, download that and, um, and be able to, you know, look at what you could do to prepare your family a little bit better. Yeah, that's wonderful, Jamie. That's a really positive solution. Like we, we sometimes wring our hands and think, what can we do? Well, prepare, prepare for the worst, hope for the best and, and 
speak and let us dare to read, think, speak, and write to everybody about what's true. Right. This is the crisis, but there's always an opportunity in every adversity that we face. And I, I think that what we're seeing is the opportunity to um, rewrite society according to true principles. I, th I think we're really going to see two completely different societies uh, emerge and we're seeing the beginnings of that. But like, which one do you want to be a part of? To say no to the vaccine. Get the heck out of the system and join yeah. join what's going to last and what is going to be enriching and beautiful and you know matter as it relates to your humanity do you, do you we're going to go the robot route or we're going to go the human route <laughs> I, I choose the human route yeah human I'm grateful for technological advancements but i'm not going to be subject to being a cog myself yes amen live free accept responsibility use your agency and let's have uh greater liberty in in all of our interactions and and parts of our lives bring it all in one big living up the liberties that's right it's time to to claim that it's always been yours they just have a, a beautiful smoke screen we can see the man behind the curtain let's let it go yeah <laughs> go back home to the farm that's what's real <laughs> yes god and the soil. That's what we need. Yeah. Thank you, Wizard of Oz, for that one. Appreciate and songs. it. We need some songs too. Yes. Sing good songs. Okay. See you next time. Bye, Nancy. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Liberties Live. Join us next week for a fresh and relevant discussion on how to live whole and be free.